Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings, everybody. We're here on a Tuesday night, a little early, because uh, Passover starts this week and unleavened bread. And uh, plus, we're in the midst of the coronavirus, and a lot of things are happening around here, as is uh, well you know. You're listening to Warren Radio Advocacy and Gospel News for the Persecuted Church. I'm the Watchman. Tower will be with us shortly. The Warren Radio Advocacy broadcast for the Persecuted Church is a fast-moving gospel news program. And any and all correspondence and inquiries uh, have to go through our WIVR Warren Radio Network contact page on warren-usa.com. So go there. We do not uh, have a chat on any of our shows. That's not what we do. So let me get to the spring feast. On April 8th is Passover Eve. And April 9th, that's, you know, from the evening of the 8th to the next evening. It begins in the evening of the 9th, the unleavened bread. And unleavened bread, the days of unleavened bread, actually encompasses the whole thing, what we call Passover. And uh, that goes till April 15th. But on April the 10th, then, is when you have first fruits to weeks. And, of course, Christ is the first fruits. Uh, um, the new moon is uh, on the 24th, of, and uh, that is Liar, L-Y-A-R. And May 23rd begins a new month. Uh, that is Savan. And uh, Pentecost then is on the 28th. That's the eve. And 29th is day 50. Penta meaning 50. So if you move from uh, Passover all the way to uh, Pentecost, you'll find 50 days. And uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, hashtag WatchmanIS216. On Instagram and Twitter, you can find us on hashtag Warren Radio. Also on Twitter, we're WGS, hashtag WGS underscore Watchman. On LinkedIn, you can find us uh, by hashtag Watchman. And on USA.life and MeWe, you can find us with the hashtag Warren Radio. And uh, we're on uh, a lot of different, uh, uh, as far as uh, carriers of our podcast, we have a lot of different shows for those. And, of course, some of the more popular ones, uh, uh, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn. And uh, the last one we added, Podchaser and Anchor. Uh, we're also looking at getting on uh, Amazon's Alexa uh, and a few other places. So there's there's a lot of opportunities for you to hear this. We still have, though, uh, over 1,300 videos over on our Vimo. We don't do videos pretty much. The videos over there are teaching. We have people still following us. And uh, they are doing various things there. 
Um, and so you can actually watch those things on various other media platforms uh, that uh, Vimo was on. So it's it's really interesting how many places you can get on. We do have uh, some a couple of articles, Enduring Hope, No Continuing City. And this is an article I did not too long ago. We are to seek one to come, that is, a city to come. It's the city of God where righteousness dwells. Of course, if you're living in America, we have a lot of people that have hope in this nation. Now, we're talking about another hope. Because when you begin to see the shaking of nations, sometimes you might feel a little uneasy that your home is being shaken. And that's that's uh, what God says he'll do in, in these times. Uh, another one, uh, Perilous Times, the Right Side of God in History. And uh, we are really in that moment right now. And you need to make sure you're on the right side of God in history. Uh, and, of course, the heading of that is Perilous Times. And, uh, you know, when you're talking about perilous times, survival then can be at any cost. And, of course, again, if you're in America, we, we've had good times. We've had a free lifestyle. And we basically don't have anything as sin. So we have a lot of, uh, a lot of issues here, a lot of things. Uh, and uh, so in these two articles, we encourage you to read them. Go over to warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Uh, both of these are are very important articles. Be to share. Uh, be sure to share them. Um, of course, uh, one of the first things uh, I'm going to be talking about is COVID-19. Uh, as far as the article feeds that we get and everything, there's a lot of articles that are just trash out there. Uh, and, of course, uh, th- there's quite a number of misinformation coming from the national news networks. Uh, and, uh, you know, it just goes without saying that there are NBC, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN. And for some reason, they do participate in an anti-Trump uh, theology. Uh, they continue to persist and and send out. Matter of fact, uh, they have been instigators, I believe, of, uh, of uh, you know, causing people to really become uh, fearful. And uh, there's a lot of mitigating things that we're looking at. And uh, when we when we talk about the COVID and having people in the news that rather than joining together as as everybody should be together they participate in division and they wag their tongues because they can't shut up and so the, these are all all issues here and uh so uh tower are you there i'm here but my computer isn't working i'm sorry i'm late i i can't get anything on up, so I'm trying to do it from my phone. I got one note on my phone, so we'll see how that goes. Okay, we will see. I was talking about COVID-19 and uh, talking about, you know, as it says here, with more than 1,200 people dying in the last 24 hours, this was as of when I put this together a couple of days ago. 
the U.S. surge in general, of course, he's been on the news today talking about we're entering into our our moment of, uh, you know, Pearl Harbor. You know, I don't know why they want to use the Pearl Harbor moment because that was during World War II. But uh, they said, do not be surprised if the death toll this week uh, just goes balloons beyond all others. Uh, And, you know, there's one thing about the ballooning of that. It can go down and it can go down slowly. It could go down fast, but then it could also go up some. So, uh, you know, who knows what they're really doing? I have been reading some updates to what's going on in Wuhan, and who knows if they're true. Uh, China's been so secrecy. We know that a lot of the stuff that they did, um, you know, that uh, according to the news we got anyway, uh, showed that uh, China wasn't forthcoming, uh, you know, with with the virus. Right, Uh, right. and this is where your fake news, this is where the the main news that a lot of people used to believe was good, the very ones that Peter Jennings and a lot of others were on, you just can't trust them anymore. And uh, yeah, nope. they were some of, some of them were actually uh, backing up uh, China and taking China's side of it just to spite Trump. And so, you know, what you get down to in the middle of a COVID, you have a division still. You have people, uh, even in the news conferences, that are smart aleck. They're disrespectful. We have, uh, you know, a lot of celebrities, a number of them that are well-known, that are are passionately anti-Trump, who get to the point of threatening. And uh, this is shouldn't be allowed. And so whenever you no, wonder, you know, it is. I mean, that divides the nation. And we have a lot of filth. We got vileness out there. And it's coming from a lot of quarters, you know. And, you know, I've uh, seen videos. They made the rounds of the videos. This one guy, he was uh, drinking juice in what looked like a Walmart. He was spitting in it and uh, drinking from it first, then spitting in it. And he did that twice from two half-gallon jugs of uh, of juices and put them back. They're looking for him. You know, and there's been quite a number of uh, things like that. You know, and so when you, when you go into the stores, I mean, you have to worry about, is your produce clean? And I can tell you yeah. from shopping in Walmart, we, we don't buy our produce unless we have to. I mean, uh, before it was bad enough. Uh, to try to find stuff that people didn't handle because they allow their kids in Walmarts. Uh, we have two Walmarts here. One of them is like a third world. Uh, but yet uh, when you talk about third world, I'd, I've seen uh, markets, fresh markets in some third world countries that had stuff that looked dynamite compared to what I've seen in, in, in our Walmarts. And now, of course, what you have is people now in some places – <clears throat> that will do those kind of things by spitting on them and things like this. And uh, there that was another so article. It it is. Uh, this They're guy wicked. was coughing. They are so wicked. Well, oh, you know ahead. the I'm thing. Sorry. Well, you know it, it. It just that's what it seems to be. You know, and so now they're talking about this being our Pearl Harbor moment. Well, folks, we're we're way beyond Pearl Harbor here. 
uh, Pearl Harbor anyway should not be compared, but that's the only thing they could think of. Uh, but Pearl Harbor, you know, that's during World War II, and uh, um, I don't particularly like that because Pearl Harbor, we wouldn't have had it if the Japanese hadn't attacked us first. So that, yeah. that's not really a good uh, scenario because the Japanese are our friends today, and we shouldn't be using Pearl Harbor. It was during World War II, a time of Hitler. And uh, there's just a lot of things. You know, the bottom line of it is this is a stinking virus, and it's going to go away, but it doesn't help to have the news organizations that make lots of money and uh, have people that listen to them and believe that they're true, and that's why we have a division. The news is not going to bring the truth as far as we believe it. They do not back Trump in any way, shape, or form, any of them. Uh, and so this is this is really the battle here, Tower. You know, oh, it is. When you, I, they're so disrespectful and divided. It's just, it's wrong. What do you? So what? You don't like him? I don't care. That's not my problem. But to treat him so horrible—that is just not right. There's something wrong with you to do that. Well, you know, and it is. And then so when you get down to the to the real crux, the COVID overseas is bad. Uh, and, of course, um, you know, uh, I'm going to move on because I do want to get down to this other coronavirus. Uh, Wilberforce, uh, 21 Wilberforce, that's Wilberforce.com. There's another organization that we uh, have uh, become familiar with. And uh, they write a little article saying the past three months have jolted the world out of complacency with regard to the Chinese Communist Party's long record of poor governance and lack of consideration for humanity. And they made a note that uh, religious persecution has doubled uh, despite uh, the coronavirus in China. Um, and, of course, you know, the bottom line of it is, is that they made a note that China performed a double lung transplant on a coronavirus patient after only a five-day wait. Now, see, this has come up before, folks. Uh, China gets uh, their organs from a huge bank of prisoners of conscience, and the majority of whom are Falun Gong practitioners. And... Uh, and so this is where they're getting them from. Uh, some That's believers tragic. were. Oh my God! Were, it's horrifying. Yeah, and, and nobody does anything. And of course, the communists are the ones we're planning on. Uh, you know, they were planning on making all of our medicines. I mean, really, how stupid is that? But but see, yeah, nobody I believe that when this coronavirus started. That w- yeah. That we found found out then that the pharmaceuticals for life saving situations are coming out of China. What is wrong with this picture? Well, you know, the thing of it is, is I read today that Wuhan has actually lifted some of their curfews, but in the same respect, I found uh, three or four of uh, articles in our feeds coming through from various sources saying that, uh, in fact, uh, uh, 
uh, China in the Wuhan area and other places. The people were going out at night and burying people. There was another report of mass graves. Uh, nobody really knows, uh, you know, what's going on in Wuhan except Wuhan uh, and uh, other places in China. Um, you know, so, I mean, who knows what's happening over there? Uh, when we get into various other parts of the of the country, um, when we get into the fact of, uh, uh, and we do have a number of coronavirus thing, one hitting the Native Americans. We have uh, Christian persecution in uh, Nigeria. Uh, there's a lot of this stuff going on, even with the coronavirus going on. And so uh, how would you like to live in America with the coronavirus hitting? And then you had to look over your shoulder and watch out for some terrorist group that's going to kill every one of you. Uh, yeah. And so this, this is the situation in the world today, and it's upsetting. And if, if America doesn't get over this, if, if we're not put back to work, America then uh, you are going to face one of the worst downturns that this place has ever seen. The Democrats are going to be rejoicing at the same time. They're going to be crying to tell you how sad they are. But they, you know, there's a lot of these people, and I can tell you that uh, there's been some personalities on television or on radio and, uh, yeah, well, whatever you want to call it, television, I don't watch television, but at any rate, that have openly said it'd be worth it to have a terrible downturn, even if it meant people suffered in order to get rid of Trump. Yeah. So, um, I mean, That's horrible you know, to be that way. Wicked. And it, it is wicked. And so, you know, the big issue here today is, uh, you know, this division. Uh, and we have such a wickedness and such a division that this thing is, is not going to come together just because uh, the coronavirus leaves. This this division it, it goes down to the roots of of two different <laughs> basic uh, uh, beliefs and what America is. And and this is this is the big issue here, and that's the unfortunate thing. Um, yeah. In the news shorts, uh, I, I wanted to, um, well, rather, we do have, uh, we want to talk a little bit about Franklin Graham being attacked. Um, and, yeah, uh, that is, you know, here he is. He, like the um, Good Samaritan, that's what his ministries is, you know, Samaritan's Purse. He's a Good Samaritan. And he tries to help people regardless of who they are or what they are, you know. And an openly gay and anti-Christian New York senator has condemned Franklin Graham and Samaritan's Purse for wanting to treat coronavirus patients. Samaritan's Purse set up an interview emergency field tent hospital in Central Park at the request of city, of city officials. The respiratory unit which will be supervised by Mount Sinai Hospital, can accommodate 68 patients. And um, this is what the official said. It, it is a shame that the federal government has left New York with no other choice but to accept charity from bigots. And this was um, what uh, 
Senator Brad Holloman, Hoyleman or whatever his name is. You know these medical tents being constructed in Central Park? They're being set up by notorious anti-gay bigot Franklin Graham. Mr. Graham must promise to treat every patient with dignity and respect. And um, Graham responded on uh, the Todd Starnes radio show to the senator's repulsive comments, and he um, urged Americans to set aside politics. This virus is a tsunami that is hitting our shores. It's killing Republicans. It's killing Democrats. It's killing independents. And we just need to say, forget the politics right now. Let's work together to save lives. It's unthinkable that anyone, much less a state lawmaker, would bully a bunch of Christians who simply want to provide medical treatment to critically ill New Yorkers. We don't discriminate against anybody, Graham said. Our doors are open for all New Yorkers, regardless of their race, um, ethnicity, ethnicity. or, or their sexual preference. We treat everybody the same. That being said, Graham said... Those involved do not compromise on their religious beliefs or values. We are evangelical Christians, and we hire Christian men and women to work in our hospitals. We are there in Jesus' name. That's just who we are. We don't compromise on this issue. Amen. And uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio told the New York Post that he was troubled over the ministry's commitment to traditional religious beliefs regarding sexual marriages and sexuality. And we're going to send people over from the mayor's office to monitor the park facility, de Blasio added. So I'm very concerned to make sure this is done right. But if it is done right, of course, we need all the help we can get. Even some in the um, city's LBG community thumb their nose at the Christian Ministries charity. I don't want to demonize people who are volunteering their time, but it is a concerning thing, Amy Martin, a Brooklyn resident, said, and she's a former nursing assistant, told Gothamist. On the other hand, on the one hand, this is absolutely an on all hands on deck situation, she said. On the other hand, as an LBGT New Yorker, I would be hesitant to make that my first choice of care. I'd rather, I'd much rather be seen anywhere else. Well, go, go somewhere else. Well, that's what I think, and it's, and I rebuke this from Mayor Bill De Blasio, and I rebuke it from this other ding dong, Brad, um, Brad Hol- Senator Holman. Brad Hoyleman. Uh, both of those things are political. Both of those things were yep. brought up. I can tell you that, uh, you know, uh, Samaritan's Purse uh, sets up around the world, and they were in Africa, and uh, they were fighting uh, a terrible, terrible Ebola. thing over there. Yeah, Ebola. Ebola. Yeah. And they were the uh, only ones working on it. Nobody from the rest of the world went over to help them. Nobody You're not going to find UN or who? more professional people than them. And uh, I I rebuke this and reject it. And, uh, you know, this is going to fall on your own head, de Blasio and uh, Holyman. Right. You people need to suck it up and do something else. And Amy Martin, you're being, you're falling into the trap. This isn't about you being LGBTQ. It isn't about anything like this. This is same, saving human lives. You know, if yes. you choose to and live the lifestyle, 
this happens to be what America has said that you can do. But I can tell you that no matter who you got talking to you before God, uh, you know, that's not an approved lifestyle. But there's a lot of not approved lifestyles. There's a lot of sin around uh, when we talk about it, Amy. And if you think LGBTQ is the only uh, sin there is, you're wrong. There's a lot of sin. And uh, God is judging this nation, and he's judging the nations of men. And he's going to find out what's in your heart. And I rebuke this. Because this is not about a preacher going in there preaching a sermon. These are about good, solid Christian people who want to help. Exactly. Period. Amen. And I rebuke anything to the contrary. If you want to talk judgment, we can talk judgment. But this isn't about judgment. This is about Samaritan, the good Samaritan. Read your Bible if you have one, and you'll find out what a Samaritan is, Amy. Read it. (laughs) Okay. So now. You know, we get so much stuff in here. It is more irritating than it is anything else. You know, CBN had an article about a Wisconsin group of atheists and agnostics, and they call, of course, free thinkers. Well, free thinking will send you into the pit of hell, but if that's what you want. And uh, they bullied a Kentucky school district into scrubbing a Bible verse from a locker room and religious messages from a bulletin board and Facebook. In the locker room, it said, but the Lord is with me like a mighty warrior. That was in the locker room at the Letcher County Central High School. It's from the Old Testament, Jeremiah 2011. Um, And the Freedom From Religion Foundation. And believe it or not, there are churches, Christian churches, that are in this foundation as well. You're kidding me. uh, No. At least there used to be. They wrote a letter on the behalf of a concerned citizen calling on the school district to remove the Bible verse from the wall. Radical leftists who are hell-bent on eradicating Christianity from the public marketplace. And so this is the issue. You know, when you try to do that, that is nothing but hogwash. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, you've been doing it for a long time and gotten away with it. And it was really bad under Obama's rule for eight years. Yes, it was. And there was a lot of persecution of Christian businessmen under Obama. So we're used to Frank. He, you know, he even went after Franklin Graham. He did. The IRS. He had the IRS go after them. And so, you know, the thing of it is, Whenever you say Jesus Christ, you have radical leftists and you have the LGBTQ and others all raging that they don't want to hear it. And, you know, the situation, you know, you could say it's not going to get any better. I don't see any healing there. So, uh, you know. 
I'm, I'm not going to spend any more time on that. That's just one of those irritating articles that describes what it's like to be in America. But if you were in Pakistan, India, Burkina Faso, Afghanistan, Iraq, and even Syria, among others, if you were a Christian, your life could end just like that. And we have been covering the persecution of Christians where Christian families are thrown out of their homes, burned out of their homes, burned out down the churches, where they're killed, they're murdered, where their crops are taken. We've, we've reported on it around the world because they're Christians. And, of course, the Lord told us that this would happen. But it happens more and more. Now, see, I've been and Tower's been here in America all our lives. And we're used to living in a country that isn't so paganistic. But now we find ourselves living in a country that's a hedonism uh, bastion of immorality, vileness, and disgusting behaviors. We're living in a nation full of churches that are lukewarm, rich and in need of nothing, where there is no such thing as sin, where it's okay to be a millionaire evangelist. So we have some major issues here. So if you're having a tough time during the coronavirus, maybe you need to think twice about how you're acting. Maybe you need to get in the Bible. Maybe you need to read. Maybe you need to repent. Maybe you need to think about what you're doing. On the other hand, if you don't want to listen, there is an alternative. And it'll come around pretty soon. Because one way or the other, you're going to find out what the real truth is. And when you do, you may not be very happy because all those things you've been led to believe will be a lie. Now, in a new post, a new article on Georgia, this is the first one I've seen. This is Tbilisi, Georgia. Now, I've heard of Tbilisi. That's the capital of Georgia. Um, And a 100 youngsters met there. This is another article that comes from uh, CBN, but um, there is a Georgian evangelist who says, I think if you want to have a harvest in this country, you need to be focused on this new generation, he says. If you really love Georgia, if you really love your culture, if you are all about your country, you need to be closer to Jesus because Jesus loves more. Now, That's right. Amen. One part of the communist empire often called the Riviera of the Soviet Union is nestled between the Caucasus and the Black Sea. Of course, it used to be part um, part of the USSR until they fell. But the thing that I found interested is how he described it. 
you know, if you really love Georgia, if you really love your culture, if you're all about your country, you need to be closer to Jesus. Now, see, we really care about our American culture, our American country. And guess what? If we followed what he says, then everybody needs to be closer to Jesus. That's what we can learn from this guy. Amen. Now, another thing. He says, uh, and, and this is something that's interesting. Um, Turkey and Armenia flank Georgia on its southern border, and to the east you'll find Azerbaijan and Russia. Uh, it's one of the world's oldest Christian countries, and most of them belong to the Orthodox Church. Now, see, if we look at this, it could easily be the Russian Orthodox Church because the USSR controlled all that before. But he was saying many don't know Christ personally. They're just nominal Christians that used to belong to the church. Now think of this, because scripture says that you must be born again by the spirit. And, and it's not by the power of man. It's by the spirit of God. So you have people that all they've known is what the church teaches and never been spiritually born again. So he says we never go deeper into a real life relationship. And so what they do now is lead a program that helps young men and women become sold out for faith. They get their roots down. And for 13 years, yeah, they've been holding camps that helps the kids learn, uh, you know, values and get your roots down. You know, this is, this is something he says. He says, I was fully swallowed by sin. Although he grew up in an Orthodox church, he didn't know Christ. He smoked, drank, and partied hard with the wrong crowd. Now, see, I was raised in the church. That's exactly what happened to me. And God had to get a hold of my heart and redeem me so I knew the truth. He says, I know there is hope for my nation. I was hoping that Jesus was a real person, but I wasn't sure. And I was very afraid if Jesus is real, that means hell is real. And that means my destination is hell, he recalled. After years of wild (laughs) living and feeling empty, he says he finally decided to give his heart to Christ. He said he gave me a revelation that there is more. And since I met Jesus Christ, I know that there is hope for my nation. Now I am not hopeless. Now I know that everything is possible with Jesus Christ. Now, see, all of that can relate to America today, every bit of that. So I'm calling on the churches to wake up. I'm calling on the churches to repent, even if you don't think you need to repent. We need to call this generation to Christ. We need to stand up. We need to say there is a deep Christ, one that wants to bring you into his depth, one that can teach you the truth of who he is and what he's done, who can deliver you and make a way for you. See, that's the hope. See, battling over all these other issues is not the issue. The issue of it is you need to come to know the true Christ. Then you can make up your decision. But see, we are so divided today in America. 
that nobody wants to listen to anybody. They just want to tell people stuff. Yeah. Every, everything that is on the news, everything that is on Twitter, telling people. I've seen this, and I've been on Twitter. We have, we have a lot of accounts. We have a lot of people that are on our accounts. And I'm telling you, from years and years and years and years of experience, I've read so many headlines, so many tweets, it boggles the mind. I've written a flood of articles, a multitude of articles. But I can tell you, I can tell you about a shadow of a doubt. There's people on Twitter that are answering someone that will never see the tweet, and they're always telling people stuff. But we need to stop and we need to get before God. And then we need to take the message of Christ to heal a nation. Now, if that nation doesn't want it, fine. But there are people in this country that need Christ. And they will accept him. But there are yeah. also those in the pulpit and in the churches that are full of the devil. Should not ought to be. Well, you know, we do have another article coming out of uh, Georgia. This one is the state of Georgia. And yeah. I just wanted to bring this up because this is the faith, not fear. Now, I've been using faith, not fear for a lot of years. Um, and Yeah. Uh, like, uh, yeah. I don't hear what and, people, you say. I don't hear what pe- people say. Other people say that, you know, not to, <clears throat> I will not open the door tomorrow with fear, but with faith. <clears throat> so over in Georgia County, they're having a Facebook page that is talking about faith, not fear. And they're putting up crosses that have this message on them. And, uh, they have about 2,100 members on the Facebook page right now, but uh, they have uh, more than 275 crosses with that. Faith, not fear. And they're giving them out in their community. Now, you see, as believers, we need to stand up and we need to bring the message. And faith, not fear is good. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. If you cannot believe, you cannot receive. You cannot believe in something that you don't believe exists. How can you believe in a God if you're not going to believe he exists? But see, I can guarantee you the agnostic and the atheist who don't believe God exists, or at least there's no proof, as soon as they die, the truth exists right there before them. There is not an atheist or an agnostic in hell. And that's not because they're in heaven. That's because they suddenly realize there is a God and they fail to receive him. And see, this is the problem in America. We don't think there's a heaven and a hell, but there is. And if you think the bridge is still there to get you to heaven without Christ, you're lying to yourself. 
And if you think you can be a Christian and follow Christ and treat everybody like dung, you're, you're, you're going to deceive yourself. Because that is not the way it's done. God has not called us to this. And America's not going to be healed by hating one another, by having vileness and being divided. So I call upon everybody who hears my voice to change tonight. Don't just get on Twitter and tell people stuff. Re- refrain from that. Get the scripture out. Tell them things with scripture. Try to reach out. But don't compromise on the word of God and the redemption that's found in Christ. If the church in America is not willing to stand up as it should, and we have a lot of them, and I don't mean just going to an online meeting where it's foof and fluff. The church in America has for a long time been the fairy tale Jesus and the sugar plum church. Yep. There is no root. There is no commitment. There is no discipleship. There is just denominations and people soothing themselves in their sins. And there are people in their midst that have been taught that doing such things are okay. And I'm here to tell you it's not okay to do those things, but Christ can deliver you. And I'm telling you the anointing of God is going forth and God's anointing can break every shackle can deliver you if you're having trouble you get before god you explain it to him you come to him now i got news for you god got a hold of my heart out in the desert literally and i was by myself and if god can get my attention where he did at that moment and change me then by god in heaven And in his son's name, Yeshua, Jesus Christ, he can do the same for you. If you do not stand up now, if you do not stand up and try to heal this divided nation, you will have no nation here. Not to mention the fact of the people that are facing the covid And we need to stop listening to these people who are putting out all this other stuff that are seeking to deceive, that are seeking to divide. So, you know, I think one of the biggest things that it's hard to understand until you really cover it. And that is the amount of persecution around the world of Christians. Oh, I know. It's just unbelievable. But the other thing that's unbelievable is in China, Christians are being persecuted, but the, but the Fulani, not the Fulani, but there's Muslims that are in, um, China. Yeah, that are being persecuted. They've got one of the largest concentration camps. Now, we were talking earlier about the Falun Gong. That's a whole entire other group of believers. 
but they're, they don't believe in Christ. They have their own beliefs, and they're being persecuted in China. But see, when we look over here, for instance, in Nigeria, we've been talking about the Fulani attacking for a long time. Buhari is the one in charge. He replaced Jonathan Goodluck Johnson years ago. Buhari is a Fulani. And right now, the Nigerian government, led by Buhari, who's a Fulani, doesn't do anything about the Fulani attacks on Christians. Nor do they do anything about uh, Boko Haram attacking, or very little. There's also an ISIS group in Nigeria now. On March 31st, and... uh, wasn't too long ago, and we had COVID-19 spreading around the world. Yeah. Well, guess what? It's getting into parts of Africa. And there have been restrictive measures to stall the COVID in Nigeria. However, the Fulani militants don't care. They attacked two Christian villages, and it was the eighth time in three years that they did so. This is a report by International Christian Concern, persecution.org. And they hit about 11 p.m. a week ago. Yeah. Firing gunshots and burning homes. They killed three persons and burnt four cars. And, of course, here it says uh, this one uh, person said, we are in great distress here. Those killed in Ancha Village were a pregnant member of the Baptist Church named Tina, another member of the Baptist Church Gato, and a member of the Methodist Church. Now, you're going to find out that when you're dealing with radical Islam, they don't care if they're killing Catholics, Orthodox, or Protestants. They don't care what church you belong to. They don't care what you call it. If you believe in Jesus Christ in any way, if you have crosses, and if you don't believe as they do, you are on their target list. Yeah, And see this... um, So unfortunate that they're so narrow-minded that they cannot let people have their own beliefs well you know there is no doubt about it that this is distressing and much so we we have been covering this for a long time but yet The distressing part is these people, there's many of them, when they lose their homes, they don't have a home. When their churches are gone, they don't have nothing, and unless some organization comes to help them. Now, see, most of those organizations are from the West, uh, not just America, but some of them are from the U.K. There's others, uh, you can find them in Ireland, you can find them uh, in various parts coming out of the E.U., but you see, Samaritan's Purse, who got dissed over here by these knuckleheads in New York, 
has been around the world working in working wherever there's trouble. And I can tell you that when they go in those, they don't have the proud anti-God dissing at all. But see, they went into New York to help, and you had some guy that decided to politicize and take a cheap shot at Samaritan's Purse. Do you think he's... Do you really think that it's costing you folks anything for them just to come and help? Are you that blinded, that proud, and that dumb? How many people have got to die before you understand things? And when you look around the world, if you will get your head up and look around, there are lots of people that need help. And Samaritan's Purse could easily go somewhere else and help them, and you can sit there and die in Central Park. But they did so out of the love of God. And you had the audacity to be cheap, a cheap shot, which is sickening. I'm ashamed of you. And I'm ashamed of New York. And may God grant you mercy, even though you're stubborn and proud, and you're proudly stubborn to be wicked in saying things like this. And I can tell you over here, you get in a lot of different places, there are people suffering around the world. Well, you know, these people that are being attacked by the Polani herdsmen in Nigeria, their houses are being burned down and crops destroyed. They don't have anybody to come in and help them, like the Red Cross or people like that. They're just left without. They have no place to go. Well, you know, it's that's true. Now, we, we do have a ministry that, that we have covered that works in the Middle East. And this would include uh, uh, Pakistan. It would include India and uh, parts thereabout. And they work in some of the hardest areas, and they have connections to get funds to help the people, which they're doing. That's something that's happening. Matter of fact, um, we talked about this the last time, and one of the things they were able to do is give packages of food to those in India, for instance, that because of COVID were told to stay home and there was no job. See, this is the only way some of these believers can even live. And that's why we need America strong. That's right. We need, we need Christians strong. And we need you to support, not just Samaritans first, but there's a lot of Christian organizations that work in really tough situations around the world. And they do so for the love of Christ. And if you take away that love of Christ, if you take away the humanitarian arm, then people are going to die. Do you want to go sitting on your butt in New York? Or anywhere in America? Yeah. I'm looking at uh, one thing I wanted to hit, and that is the Native Americans. 
because uh, uh, my hometown was right smack dab in the middle of a reservation. And uh, I had Indian friends. I've been in Indian homes. I, I'm very familiar with them. And uh, I've counted friends with Indians. I've counted friends with Mexicans. I've counted friends with cowboys. I've counted friends with hippies. I didn't count friends with blacks because in our area, there were no blacks. <laughs> and so there were those in our part of the woods that hated everybody. They hated, they hated whites. They hated the cowboys. They hated the hippies. They hated the Indians. They hated the Mexicans. But I've eaten in Mexican homes, hot Mexican food. And I remember I was home with my buddy over at his place. We were there early in the morning. His mama made us eggs and tortillas. And she asked me if I wanted some of the green stuff on it. And I said, yes. They got one big laugh when they (laughs) saw my face turn red. I didn't realize it was that hot. But you if you're if you, yeah, if you're in that house, uh, you know, and and they got a big laugh. He was a, he was a good friend. They were good people. Uh, so, what I'm trying to tell you, there is an America out there that we need to be concerned with, and we need to keep our roots strong. We need to recover from coronavirus. We need to get the jobs back. We need to be united and not divided because there are lots of people that need our help, folks. So I'm asking Americans? Yeah, yeah. Asking you to do your part. Whatever you can do, do your part. And be a uniter. Well, you know, on these, on these, I want to talk about this reservation in Arizona, the Navajo Nation. They, you know, these, these Indian reservations are a nation unto themselves. They are separated from the rest of the world, um, unfortunately. And um, you never really know what's going on in there. There's a lot of hidden things and secrets and hidden places. And so you don't really know what's going on in there. Most of them are in poverty. But this uh, this Navajo Nation in Arizona, they the Navajos make up 2% of America's population, but they're representing 11% of Arizona's COVID-19 cases. And, you know, the reality is outside of the medical field pose a challenge too because uh, uh, Native culture pr- prioritizes community, which makes social distancing and isolation difficult. Um, they Accessing daily necessities like food and medicine can be problematic for those that live in the remote areas. And um, even transportation, if it becomes available, finances present another restriction. And they have outdated technology and um, in their healthcare systems, they have shortages and lack of resources. So it's really tragic. We need to remember them to help them. <clears throat> Well, you know, and the Navajo culture is is so so beautiful. The culture of the Navajo people, and they are such 
they work in jewelry. They work in silver, just fabulous things. I've seen their rugs and things and clothes they've made. Um, but, well, you know, the poverty rate is over two times the national average. So, folks, we're going to have to leave now. We're coming down to the end. But, oh. you know, this coronavirus is hitting a lot of people. And don't forget the Native Americans at all. You need to pray for all of America. All of America. So with that, we are going to have to move it down. Okay. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us whenever you do and wherever you're at. Be careful. Practice social distancing. Be safe. And do what you can to help your brothers and sisters and other people in your neighborhoods. And just stay safe. We love you and we appreciate all you do. May God richly bless you. And you guys take care. Good night, everybody. Yep. And one final note. We have another uh, another thing that uh, COVID-19 aid is not reaching Christians in Pakistan. We have traced it oh, before yeah. in areas that have been... Uh, heavenly Christian, uh, and the aid comes there last. Uh, India, we've seen this. We've reported on this years ago. So just because an aid can be available doesn't mean it reaches Christians at all, because there's a lot of a lot of bias and hatred. But be sure to go by our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. And uh, be sure to check out all of our social sites, our feeds and everything. We have a lot of articles. we got a lot of stuff. I would recommend following us on Instagram. Um, you can check us out on Facebook. I'm, I'm not a real big Facebook fan. Uh, and uh, we got a number of other places. But anyway, check them out, folks. We'll see you again. Uh, we, we have our regular broadcast this week on Thursday and Friday. So until then... We'll see you. Shalom, everybody. Thanks you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.